Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the series? Or the series. Plot twist. (laughs) I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. And spoiler alert, um, this is the only episode for the Firefly Lane uh, series that we're going to put on the main page. So you're going to have to sign up to listen to the rest. Um, In order to sign up, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. And like I said, we are covering Firefly Lane. Um, This week's episode is called Hello Yellow Brick Road. And I just want to say, I looked on Netflix. Every single episode has a song title, which is very cool because the book, the way that it's segmented by section is also by song title, which I loved. So, do you know who sings Yellow Brick Road? Um, the Beatles. I actually don't know. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> I think it's Elton John. Hold on. Oh, you might it be is. right. It's totally Elton John. You might be right. Okay, well that's going to become a new game every time. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings it? <laughs> I'm going to fail miserably. So the book was originally published February 5th, 2008, and it's written by Kristen Hanna. It has a Goodreads rating of 4.1 out of 5, and it's 479 pages. Kristen Hanna is like blown up. Like blown I know up. that we're we're I'm just really delving back into books, but She's like the Jodie Picoult of like this new age. Like Literally. She, you go anywhere and she has like seven books. Yeah. Oh, I'll get into it in the fun facts. But oh. yes, she is everywhere. Uh, so and the series just came out uh, February 3rd uh, of this year on Netflix. It is rated TVMA, which I think is mature audiences. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's a drama romance. It was created and written by Maggie Friedman. She worked on Dawson's Creek, Eastwick, and Witches of East End. And what I thought was interesting, it was directed by Fred Gerber, Peter O'Fallon, Vanessa Paris, Lee Rose, and Anna Wheeler. And all of them did two, two of the episodes. Huh. Which so- I was like, why did we not just stick with one director? I don't know. Sometimes series do that just for like, I don't know, depending on like the content, a different director makes more sense. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems so weird, especially how this book or how this series is like laid out. Yeah. I'm like, how do you not have True. one person? Because it, it weaves in I'm and out. I'm sure there's plenty of collaboration going on. Yeah, I'm also, sure. Also, um, have you watched Dawson's Creek before? I have not watched Dawson's Creek. Oh my God. Creek. It's such a great show. I have not. I was always watching Seventh Heaven during oh. the Dawson's Creek era. So I didn't watch Dawson's Creek in real time. It was uh, like later on in life, I decided to watch it. It's a great show. Um, I guess we should also mention, um, I'm not done with this book yet. Oh yeah. (laughs) So I went into this, this is our first TV series, you know, that we've done. So I was like thinking, I'm like, all right, if it kind of works out the way that most of the books and movies are, it's going to go in chronological order. Like I can read, you know, about 200 pages and, get through the first couple episodes wrong wrong <laughs> wrong this i'm so i am gonna lean on roche a lot to let me know if this actually happens in the book um but hey you can't fault me it's a pretty long book it's 400 pages yeah and you would think like i've you know i've read and watched uh little fires everywhere mm-hmm. and that went pretty chronological yeah it's interesting um we'll obviously get into it but it's interesting how they chose to kind of jump through different time frames um you know from when they were kids to when they were adults so uh not sure why they did that maybe for the sake of it not feeling 
too slow at the beginning. I feel personally um, attacked. Like they knew that this was my strategy. Well, and they didn't know that you weren't going to prepare in time for when we started recording these. <laughs> Look, I was prepared in my mind, just not on paper. <laughs> All right, so the Netflix synopsis reads, Best friends Tully and Kate support each other through good times and bad with an unbreakable bond that carries them from their teens to their 40s. I was happy that it was Tully because when I, was, I got through like 100 pages, I was like, maybe it's Tully. Because <laughs> her name is Tallulah. Tallulah. So I guess you Tuli. could say Tully, but that just sounds weird. <laughs> but it is Tully. Yeah. So some fun facts. Um, there's not too many fun facts about the book necessarily. So I decided to go the route of fun facts about Kristen Hannah. Um, so this is the 16th book of Hannah's. Wild. Of her 24 book um, catalog. That's so, crazy. Yeah, very crazy. Um, aside from this book, she three of her other books have been optioned for films. Three that, uh, that have been optioned are Homefront, The Nightingale, which is her most... Um, popular book. I just found that at Goodwill. I have it on my book cart uh, to read. <laughs> Again, these books are big, so I have to like, you know, spread, spread them, them out. out. And the last is The Great Alone, which I know that you have read. Uh, I started it. You never and finished it? it? Well, okay. I'm going to say this. I've, I've got probably as far as I got into this book so far. My <laughs> problem with, with Chris and Hannah, which I need to finish her books before I make a total judgment. Mm-hmm. They start off a little slow. Yeah. They're a little, so it, it takes me a while. Yeah. They're extremely character driven. Yes. Um, and there's obviously a, a, a plot line, but she focuses on the characters a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you're not used to that or you're not really into that set, style of writing, I can understand why. Is this the first book that you've read of hers? Yes. Full through? Yes. Um, so Hannah practiced law in Seattle before becoming a full-time writer. Um, she actually lives in Bainbridge Island, Washington, which some of this Such book a is great set city. in. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been. I said, yeah, like I <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, what I loved about her, I actually went onto her website mm-hmm. and um, most of the time it's like bio and like here are my books and here's, you know, whatever. She actually had a fun fact section. Oh, um, that's cool. Based off of an interview she did uh, a while ago. Um, a couple of things that she mentioned, uh, she wanted to be a ballet dancer when she was a little girl her midnight snack of choice she doesn't do snacks but she asked if wine counts and i said absolutely absolutely we are currently drinking wine <laughs> right, right now. we are fans <laughs> of wine um when asked between bookmark and dog ear she says that she's guilty she does the dog ear. dude me too i cannot <laughs> like that's you're defacing the book i know i, I <laughs> honestly when i borrow books from you I open them like just <laughs> enough so I can read it because I don't want to crease your your size. Right. And then I have to find, I usually use like a receipt or something for my bookmark because I know you won't, you don't like dog ears. Yeah. Um, and then between dust jacket on or off, mm-hmm. she said on, which I'm not a While fan of. While reading? While reading. I feel like oh. it's too loud and it gets in the way. So I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. Anyway, and her best or favorite book ever is To Kill a Mockingbird, which I'm sure we'll get to eventually. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, the, the reason we talked about before, uh, when we mentioned Bainbridge Island, you said it the way you did, it's because I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Yes. I grew up in the Seattle area. So that was the one thing that I really enjoyed so far of this movie. <laughs> and I'm the thing I'm sad about uh, right off the bat is they talk about a town called Snohomish, mm-hmm. and that's where the girls grew up. It is one of my favorite towns in all of Washington. It's super cute. It's becoming a little bit more popular, uh, but I love it. I was sad that we didn't actually get to so far. Haven't gotten to see, see it, it much of it yeah. in the in the uh, what you call it, in the series, but hopefully we will. Who knows? 
Who knows? <laughs> We've only gotten, we're only two episodes in. <laughs> so the series, again, not too much has come out about it yet because it just came out. Um, but a couple of things. The show is set in 1970, 1974, 1983, 2003, and 2005. Uh, we mentioned earlier that it does jump around and it has been dubbed the This Is Us style. Ah. Now, and so that maybe is why they decided to do it because they thought, hey, they had success in it. Sure. Let's try it. Except that's not a book, so I can't reference anything. <laughs> no. Uh, and I do. Th- the problem is, is that the book does not jump around like that right. at all. So when I was doing my notes, I didn't break it down. I broke it down into decades. I didn't fully get into the different years, but we'll try to we'll try to, you know, stick stick with it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the film or the series was not filmed in Seattle. I didn't think so. We, we got like the flyovers like we do in Grey's Anatomy mm. every now and then. <laughs> uh, but it was filmed in uh, British Columbia, which is where <sighs> most of them are, which is where Roche is from. That's true. <laughs> one of the places Roche is from. Um, as of right now, um, there is no confirmed second season yet. Uh, but since the second s- that this season does I guess, spoiler alert, end on cliffhangers. Um, they do have a feeling that there are more episodes to come and there is a sequel to this book. Oh. So I'm sure Netflix will sign on for oh, another sure. season. They probably just got to get the ac- the actors to sign on for it. Well, what else are they doing? Yeah. I won't do <laughs> I won't do reviews and Karen reviews until we're done completely with the series. Okay. Um, but I will say I read a Rolling Stone article and... Not so hot <laughs> so far. And right now, Rotten Tomatoes only has it as a, at a 48%, which is not good. That's IMDb not good. has it rated a little bit higher, but not much. <laughs> but in the Rolling Stone article, it said that Firefly Lane um, aspires to be a steaming equivalent of cuddling under a warm blanket with your best friend and two tall glasses of wine. And then it goes on to talk about how it didn't hit the mark in that, <laughs> in that sense, but that's what it was supposed to be. Sure. So, uh, we'll start, we'll talk about a few of the characters here, um, and the cast. I'll save some of them for the next episode. Um, but obviously we'll start with the main characters. Um, Tully Hart is played by Katherine Heigl. Everyone either love her or you hate her. Right. You mean Izzy Stevens? Izzy Stevens. <laughs> Are you a Katherine lover or hater? Um, I didn't like the way they exited her off of Grey's Anatomy. But it's I'm not a, her fault. Well, I know, but I'm a Katherine liker. I'm not a lover. I'm a liker. I always really like her. Sometimes her teeth bug me, but (laughs) because I'm like, you have money, you could probably fix the snaggle, but maybe that's just her shtick. But I, I mean, I loved her as Izzy Stevens in Grey's Anatomy. I love the movie, um, Knocked Up. It's a great one. (laughs) And the Ugly Truth. And she was in, and, and she was in Suits. Um, you know what I love her in? What? 27 Dresses. Absolutely. That's a great movie. That is one of my favorite movies. (laughs) It is so great. Actually, I want to watch it again. (laughs) Too bad that's not a book. I know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, But she did have to dye her hair brown for this role Mm -hmm. because she is a natural blonde. Um, But correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Tully supposed to be blonde? No. She's like a Auburn. Oh. Yeah. The whole time I'm reading, I was picturing this like hippie blonde girl. (laughs) No, that's her mom. (laughs) Oh, maybe that's why. Uh, But I like, I, you know, watching the first couple episodes of the series, I think she's doing a great job. I I really like her. It's funny that you mentioned her hair because while I was reading this, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, weird. Um, Catherine Heigl's a blonde. Tully's a a brunette. And I was like, maybe she's not playing Tully. Maybe she's playing Kate. And then I thought that would be awful. So I'm glad that they just dyed her hair for this role. Um, She's perfect as Tully. Yeah, I thought she's good. And I feel like we're getting a different, a little bit different of a side Mm -hmm. of her. 
Um, but on the other end, there's also a young Tully in this story. It's played by Ali Scoveby. Uh, not too much. I don't know too much about her. Um, she's Canadian, though. Oh. That's about all I know about her. But I I really like her so I far, too. too. She's very pretty. She is, and she looks like she could be a young Catherine Heigl. Totally. Uh, she has some hard hard scenes in this yeah. in this series too so i think so far she's doing a great job i agree but we shall see <laughs> uh the other main character the other the second half of the firefly lane girls is kate malarkey um i love the last name malarkey and it's so funny because uh boyfriend ray was like looking over my shoulder when i was reading one time he's like malarkey like like bs malarkey and i was like actually they say that in the book um but is played by sarah uh chalk and she's actually in rick and morty she's the oh. she's the voice of beth i am not a rick and morty fan neither am i um but i know some really big rick and morty fans for i don't know it's 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 what is that adult swim type i don't cartoon. understand adult cartoons whatsoever no i know there's someone like named pickle rick and that's about all i know <laughs> That's all I know in that. You've lost uh, me. <laughs> I know. She was also in Roseanne, How I Met Your Mother, and in Scrubs. So she's been in a lot of things. Uh, young Kate is played by Roan Curtis. Uh, she was in Magicians, and she was actually the producer of magi- Magicians as well. How old is she? Young. She looks super young. Yeah. But I, I, know, like, I like her. I know sometimes they like cast older women or men to like play the younger yeah. character, but I can't imagine she's that old. Um. I think her glasses in this uh, series drive me nuts. Oh, really? I love them. Rip them off her face because they keep falling down. I absolutely love them. (laughs) Uh, But so far, I think she's doing a great job as well. Uh, Last character we'll talk about today uh, is Johnny Ryan, who is the... Is... Tully's boss at one of the news stations yes. for a while, uh, but come to find out, ends up marrying Kate, uh, is played by D- Ben Lawson. Uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, in the book, is he supposed to be Australian? No, I think he's like Irish. Yeah, but in uh, he's a, a natural born Australian. Oh. He is from Australia. Well, that accent is thick. So. It is. <laughs> um, he was in the movie Bombshell. He was actually in 13 Reasons Why. And I, I even tried to look to see who he played and I couldn't, the, the character wouldn't pull up. Weird. I don't think it was like a teacher maybe or something, mm. but he's in a bunch of the episodes. It's very hot. Yeah. And he's also <laughs> in Designated Survivor. Um, yeah. He's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Those eyes. Yeah. I wasn't mad that they made him Australian. No, I, I was Australian not <laughs> mad at that at all. Uh, but yeah, he's gorgeous. Like long hair, short hair. I'm here for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so we'll get into a couple other characters uh, next episode, but those were the main characters for now. Perfectly um, planned, your F. Mary Kill choices are Tully, Kate, and The adults, Johnny. right? <laughs> yes, the adults. Okay. Um, oh, goodness. All so right. far, because we don't know, you know where their characters are going, but so far, what are your choices? All right. I will... Oh, man. Oh, this is tough. Because my first instinct says to kill Kate. But Kate is like the caretaker, man. She takes care of everybody. Man. Okay. Okay. Hear me (laughs) out. Okay. I am going to marry Kate. She takes care of everyone. All right. And like, she is very smart. Yeah. And then, oh man, I guess I'm going to kill Tully. Okay. I don't want to, but I have to like, because Johnny and I have to, you know, work late together (laughs) 
So he's my boss and I got to work late with him. I love that. So there we go. All right. uh, I will. I'm going to marry Johnny because I can't just work late one night. I've used that, uh, you know, reasoning before on other things and you've given me crap about it. (laughs) I don't really know where we're going with that. I'm confused now. Well, I'm just saying that I've, I have tried to use that reasoning of I'm going to marry them oh, because I, I don't gotcha. want just one night. I gotcha. But none of them have been Johnny. <laughs> so He's your Alexander Skarsgård? Yes. Okay. For now. We'll For see now. if it changes. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll marry Johnny. I will work late with Tully um, and I'm going to have to kill Kate. Sorry. See, but like you don't want to. I don't want to. No, I really like her. I just, you got to do what you got to do. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the first episode. The first episode was 51 minutes long. So, which they're all roughly about that, mm-hmm. which is so crazy to me when I think about this, this stuff, because there's 10 episodes total. Mm-hmm. So we're talking almost 10 hours. It's like a 10 hour movie, yeah. basically. So it's so crazy that this adaptation is like 10 hours long, but all these other ones that we do are the same, the same amount of pages in like a couple, couple hours. I mean, in an ideal world that that's great because a normal book, if you were to read it, you know, or listen to it on audio book, would it be around that 10 hour mark? So you would think that you would get more of the depth of a book, but the series has gone a different direction. Yeah. so. So like we said before, this jumps around quite a bit. And a lot of this stuff, I didn't even know happened. So <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah. I think best case scenario is we go through the timeline of the series and I'll tell you what changed and what didn't change. I think that's trying great. to go to the timeline of the book is not even going to work. No, it's not going to work because <laughs> the book starts in the seventies. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, but that, which is kind of, let's, let's jump into it. It's kind of where the, the series starts, but it actually fully starts with Tully has her own TV show called the girlfriend hour. Surprise. <laughs> And that happens, that happens in the book? Yes. That's what she gets? Okay. Uh, what I thought was interesting, though, reading it or watching it without having read that she had gotten to that point, is that when you're reading the book, she wants to be this, like, big reporter, mm-hmm. like, serious reporter. And now she's on this, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, like, Wendy Williams type show. <laughs> so, but I was like, oh, okay, good. She got there. But then it jumps almost immediately to the 1970s. And Tully's at home with her grandma and Cloud shows up. <laughs> Cloud is Tully's mom, who's just a freaking train wreck. Totally. So, but this does happen in the book. And she takes Tully away and she leaves uh, her grandma's house, who she had been living with. And she takes her into this like VW van and they go to this anti-war protest. Um, one thing I thought was interesting in the book is when they like, mention oh yeah this guy named ted is like Uh killing people and like i loved they dropped these little like random like pop culture not i can't call that pop culture sorry but like you know historical stuff that's i love when fictional books bring in non-fiction elements to them i agree i wish i would we would have gotten a little bit more and we'll get we'll obviously you know as time goes on we'll talk about it but like they make mention of it but like big things like you know Nine eleven mm-hmm. obviously would have affected you no matter where you were, even if right. you weren't in New York. Like I didn't get that. They make mention of it, but they don't really like 
like get yeah. into like the turmoil of it all. So yeah. I liked the, that they touched on it, but I wish I would have gotten more. My, my dark mind is like, ooh, someone's gonna get, someone's definitely gonna get abducted by Ted Bundy, and then there's gonna be a big murder mystery. And that would have been an interesting plot. Real, I know. I was like, wow, but I was like, I don't think Kristen Hannah's gonna go that dark. No. She's not gonna turn with me there. <laughs> um, so while they are at the anti-war protest, she ends up getting separated from her mom. And she ends up laying down on a park bench. Next, next thing we see is the police are bringing her home to her back to her grandma, uh, which that happens in the book. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we get quite a bit more dialogue with cloud and the friends that cloud yeah. is with, but for the most part, that's what happens. Uh, but then we fast forward, I guess like seven years, maybe sure five to seven years or so till he's a little bit older now. And her mom shows back up at her grandma's house and to take her away again, which she does. Then we get our first sight of Kate and Kate is getting ready for school. And that's about it. That's how we get introduced to young Kate. Then we flash directly to Kate is now older and she's taking off her wedding ring. Yep. And I'm like, Kate grew up. You know, see, this is immediately I was like, this is where I'm in trouble. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, God, this does not follow the timeline. I have no idea what's happening. So and that's basically all we see of Kate, you know, more in the present day. So then we flash back to the 70s. Uh, Kate is at home, I guess, eating breakfast before school. And her mom is saying, you know, you don't have any friends. Basically, she wants her to go out and meet new people. But Kate is very much an introvert. Uh. It's kind of a nerd, just mm-hmm. doesn't have luck getting friends. I, I hope, I'm hoping as the series go on, we get a little bit more of Kate's mom. Yeah. Because we get a lot of Kate's mom in the first part of the book. It's very and true. I loved her mom character just in the way of she's like, just took in whatever came and, you know, and she was just like the mom that everybody wanted. Totally. And I do think that her relationship with her mom kind of framed who she became as a mom. Yeah. So hopefully to your point, I hope they do mention that. Well, and there becomes in the book where, where I'm at Tully and Kate's mom have this really great relationship mm-hmm. too. You know, she almost becomes like her mom right. basically. So I'm hoping we get a little bit more of that in the series, but we shall see. <laughs> uh, but they see that someone is moving in to the house across the street. We know that it's, you know, it's Tully and her mom and we don't get mentioned that it's like her grandma's house. Right. That's just been abandoned <laughs> forever, however many years. They don't mention that in the series. And then we see that Kate has a horse named Sweet Pea. <laughs> Does Sweet Pea make it through the book? There's not really mu- much mention of okay, Sweet Pea. Okay, but there's no like scene of like no. Sweet Pea dying. No. Okay. God forbid. And no. I'm fine. God forbid, but people love to do that. I know. It drives me nuts. Uh, but Kate sees Tully for the first time. And we, you know, you automatically see, she's like, oh gosh, this girl's really pretty. And I'm this nerd. Mm-hmm. So then we're back in the present and we have Tully calling Kate to ask her, you know, advice about how she looks and her work. And, you know, you get the idea that these girls, you know, obviously their friendship has been, you know, been good through this entire time. Right. They are still friends into adulthood and trust each other you know, for the most part. And then we find out that Kate is trying to get back into the workforce, which I take it happens in the book. Mm, not quite. Um, she does not try to get a job as a assistant to the assistant or whatever her job <laughs> assistant is. Assistant editor. She actually, she attempts to uh, write a book. 
she actually goes to school to like for for creative writing and things Mm -hmm. like that it doesn't end up really working um but no she does not like full-on go back to like a work work. oh so this is all of a new thing Mm -hmm. this does not happen in the book what i'm interested in is as the series go by if we see them in college because in the book we get a whole section of them in college and we have not through throughout the first two episodes we haven't seen them in college yet so we'll see if that comes. Uh, then we see Kate's daughter. We get introduced to Mara and she's in trouble at school. Uh, and she's basically upset because her parents are getting divorced. At this point, we don't know who her dad is. Um, I had a pretty good idea, <laughs> even though I hadn't gotten that part in the book yet. But then Kate, because she was taking care of Mara at school, she is late for her interview. And one thing that I thought that was kind of funny is that she sits down for the interview and then everybody there is so much younger than her. Mm -hmm. And I always like what I think about is, you know, my mom, she was a stay at home mom for a while. And then she went back into the workforce for years. Then after call, after I got out of college, she wasn't working for a while. And then she went back to work. And I'm like, I like, it's just so crazy to me. Like how, thinking about my mom interviewing when right. she was probably what in her fifties, early sixties right. or that's whatever. So, true. so it's just interesting. Like that's, I mean, that's how the, with the way the world works or yeah. whatever. My um, mom did not get a job until she was 36 or seven. Yeah. She was stay-at-home mom until that point. <laughs> yeah. And I always think it would be weird to um, end up with a boss who's so much younger than you. Too. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's why I was like, maybe I can get like a part-time job working retail. And I was like, no, there's going to be some 19-year-old snot nose who's, <laughs> who's my assistant manager <laughs> trying to boss me around. Um, but so now we flash back to the 80s, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. the 80s. And Tully is trying to help Kate get her a job at the TV station that that Tully is working at. In the book, we kind of get this whole saga of how Kate or how Tully gets her job at the news mm-hmm. at, at this news station. Again, don't know if we're going to get that in the next coming episodes or not. What I thought was interesting is that when Kate is there with Tully trying to get this job. Kate is very excited about this job. Right? And she's not excited in the book. No, in the book, she's basically all but given up. So let's go, let's go back. Uh, when they were younger, it was Tully's dream always to be in journalism. But because they were so tight-knit, they were like, okay, we're going to be the dynamic duo and we're going to do everything together. We're both going to be, you know... Um, news stars essentially Um, but as time went on and they went to college and things uh, Kate started to realize that's not really the path she wanted to go Um, so when she goes in for this interview she's basically checked out from the thought of even being in journalism really Mm -hmm. so she has a completely different mindset in the book going into this interview than in the movie or in the series yeah so again I'm wondering if we're gonna get any of this college age with them because as of right now that storyline is going to have to be different. Well, there's an important character that comes into play in the college years. So I hope so. <laughs> well, and that's why I'm, I'm wondering if we're not because on the cast list, I didn't see that character. Really? Oh, so no. I'm interested unless I missed it, but I did not see him okay. on the cast list. <laughs> uh, but we do get introduced to Johnny at this part and he's so dreamy. So dreamy. His eyes are just like there yeah i could listen to him talk all day (laughs) um uh but johnny didn't even know that uh about the job (laughs) 
<laughs> he didn't even know there was a he job. He didn't even know that there was a job opening. Um, in the book, I think there actually is a job opening. Like someone just left or is on maternity leave or something. Like yeah. there's a hole in their staff that they need. Uh, but I kind of like, I thought this was kind of funny that yeah. they added this. So now we jump back into present day, quote unquote, present day with Kate and she's interviewing, uh, <laughs> she's interviewing with this woman and I can't remember. She, the girl who plays this, this girl, uh, reminds me of a different actress, but she's just like this blonde, like total bimbo airhead (laughs) airhead bimbo she has this really strange looking dog (laughs) and we find out that the girl who's interviewing her is a huge tully hart fan because tully is like she's not just famous like she's uber famous uber famous and she she talks about like hey there's a gap in your in your resume like you haven't worked in decades like what have you been doing so she's trying to you know trying to explain to her what's going on and (laughs) And basically she ends up, you know, bribing her with, I'll get you an interview with Tully if you give me this job. Like, I just need something, you know? And which I didn't love, um, because in the book, she, she doesn't really use Tully in that way. Like she, obviously they're friends, but like she tries to do everything on her own. And Mm -hmm. like, she makes a point not to lean on the fact that Tully is this famous person to like get her places. So look, if I become really, really famous, you can use me to get you places. Only, you promise? Yeah, only if you feel the same way, vice versa. If you become really famous, you have to allow me to use you oh. to get places. Well, out of the two of us, you're probably the one that's going to be famous. So let's be honest. <laughs> I drink too much wine. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe TikTok famous. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but then we see Kate and Tully, you know, after the interview, they're just chatting. They're having wine. Just good old girl chat. Uh, and then we see Tully taking Mara, Kate's daughter to lunch. And she tells her that she went to Planned Parenthood, you know, to get on the pill. And they kind of have this like kind of aunt niece relationship. Um, it's so funny. Like I, you know, boyfriend Ray has little sisters and one of his little sisters is very, is quite a bit younger. She's about 10 years younger than Mm -hmm. him. So she's 15 years younger than me. And I don't even know if that around that time. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like that's like kind of the relationship I have with her. Like I'm her big, I'm, I'm like her big sister, mm-hmm. but like almost aunt like, because I'm so much older than right. her or whatever. But I, I hope everybody has a relationship with someone like that, that they can just talk to about anything. Very and that's true. what I try to be to her. And yeah. I think that's what Tully is trying to be tomorrow yeah. at this point. I mean, in the book, uh, you get like the, you get so much more into it, but Mara idolizes Tully. Mm. Like she is everything that Mara wants to be when she grows mm. up. Like she See, wants I to didn't be. I did get that a ton from this first uh, episode. No, not at all. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like in the book, it's mm-hmm. like that. So I'm curious to see if, you know, they'll, they'll play into it more in the series. Um, we actually don't get a, the similar um, see, uh, scene with the whole birth control mm-hmm. situation. Um, what, cause we'll get to it, but um, Kate obviously gets upset. The, I think the, situation in the book is she's trying to go to a concert her mom says no and then tully tries to like make good and like help her out Mm. by like possibly taking her so that's like the big turmoil in the in the book in this case yeah because basically at the end of this lunch mara asks her asks tully to sign off on these forms so she can get birth control uh but while they're at lunch these fans come up to tully to you know get autograph signs and and everything so i what i what one thing we didn't mention though kind of towards the beginning is 
at this point in Tully's career, things are starting to fade a little bit. Mm -hmm. She said her ratings are going down a little bit. The things that she's talking about aren't exactly what she would really want to be talking about. And you're kind of seeing it's like the older women coming up to her. Like the demo is, is aging out a little bit. Um, but another thing that I did love though, at this point when they're at at lunch, Mara calls her mom a bitch Mm -hmm. and Tully's like, that is my best friend. And I'm like, I loved that moment. Like, She's trying to be the cool aunt, cool big sister, but there's always a point in that relationship where you gotta be like, all right, like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) You know? She she does that to a certain extent in the book, but I feel like she's much more of a Kate um, warrior in the Mm -hmm. the series than in the book. Yeah. I I don't, I'm trying to figure out when is the most, like, best way to say this or when is the best time to say this. I did not like Tilly's character in this book. No. At all. She's extremely narcissistic, extremely selfish. And we get a little bit of that in the series Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, it changes as the series goes on. But in this book, like I tried really hard to like her and Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. So um, that's kind of the lens that I'll be looking at this whole thing. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Um, I mean, and I hopefully they get, you know, they'll get more into like Tully's backstory. Like we get a lot of Tully dialogue and yeah. everything in the in the book and I'm I'm hoping we get some of that in the series as well to hopefully explain why she's so awful right. at points. <laughs> <laughs> so now we flash back to the 70s and Kate and Tully are on the bus to school and everyone is fawning over Tully. Mm. And a kid spits a spit wad at Kate's glasses, which doesn't happen in the book. No. Um, but you know, just to drive home the fact that she's a nerd and Aww. she gets picked on. Poor Kate. Uh, but she comes home from school and her mom has made a casserole for dinner. Uh, I didn't know how to spell casserole, so it's not in my notes. <laughs> it was your mom a big casserole person growing up? It's she hard because like we all we always ate like Persian food. So, so you didn't grow up on Hamburger Helper? No, definitely mm. did not. See, my family was Midwest casserole at least three <laughs> times a week. And I still love it. That's awesome. I need to come over and make you just a hamburger helper. Sure. I need that. <laughs> Look, your mom's version food is delicious. I would take that as well. Uh, but she, so she wants her to take, take this dinner over to the new neighbor's house. Before Kate does that, we get introduced to Robbie. <laughs> Robbie is her older brother's best, quote unquote, best friend. Uh, this does not happen in the book so far. Did we ever get introduced to Robbie in the... Is there a Robbie in the book? No. And there's barely any Sean in the book, which is her older brother. V- yeah. Literally Very interesting. minimal conversation so, about Sean. We will get into it a little bit later, but there's a whole other storyline mm-hmm. with Robbie and Sean. Yes. So yes, yeah, so we get introduced to Robbie. Robbie's not in the book at all. <laughs> uh, so Kate takes that dinner over to Tully's and Cloud answers the door and she comes in. And this is where Tully tells Kate uh, that her mom has cancer. And that's why she's so freaking weird. Mm. And basically it's a really awkward exchange. Tully ends up calling Kate a bitch for not taking a joke about her last name. And then she kind of just walks away. (laughs) So then you're like thinking maybe they aren't going to be friends, but then we wouldn't have a book if that happened. Right. So now we're back in the present and Kate is shopping for a new outfit at, uh, for the fundraising PTA event (laughs) gala. Like, is that a thing? No, it literally was a dance. Let's just call it what it is. But there's no kids there. That's true. There's no kids there. It was like a high school dance for the parents. (laughs) I mean, maybe they are that. I mean, Ray's daughter's only 
10 or 10 maybe they'll do that later in life i don't think so i don't think that's a thing (laughs) so she's shopping for an outfit for that and she runs into travis and travis is i guess a dad from school is what i've gathered is there a travis in the book nope cool um and i guess there's no better time than now to say that she does not get divorced from there's no conversation about divorce are you kidding from johnny that's like the whole plot line. Of the when first I episode. saw that on the series, I was like, excuse me? <laughs> because, oh, I can't wait to get into it. Like Johnny and Kate, Kate and Johnny for life. Like it is. Yeah. So we'll get into it. Keep going. That is so, <laughs> that is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, no, no Travis. No Travis. <laughs> so there's no Travis. Um, okay. Well, sorry, Travis. Uh, now I'm totally like lost my train of thought here. <laughs> So we then get a scene of Tully kind of at home and we really get the picture of her of that. She is really living this like glamorous life. She has this high rise like condo Mm -hmm. in downtown Seattle, but she's all alone. She has no one. There's no one there. And so she goes to the bar and (laughs) she basically picks up some random guy at the bar and has sex with him in, takes her back up to her apartment and has sex with him there. Mm -hmm. Um, but he comes too clingy and this is, this is Max. We meet Max. Yes. Is there a Max in the book? No. Dang it. Um, there is another character named Grant who is basically her like boy toy. Mm. Um, but not, we'll see how it, we'll see how things go with Max. Right. So she has this one night stand with Max. She's thinking it's just like a, a one-time thing. Right. Come to find out that Max is very clingy. <laughs> he really hasn't slept with that many people. Right. And I was like, this is not the last thing we're going to, this is not the last time we're going to see Max, I think. Right. <laughs> uh, but she ends up telling Max that all she wants right now is a box of donuts and then sends him down. <laughs> sends so him funny. down the elevator. Which I'm like, man, what a dream to have just like an elevator just come to your house. Like right? that's, your, that's your dream. Literally like her apartment or you can't even call it an apartment because it's literally a house mm-hmm. uh, in the penthouse um, is my, my absolute dream. Yes. Not necessarily in Seattle, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd get a, a, a shot of Mara is basically t- trying to talk her mom into not working because she feels like if her mom goes back to work, it really kind of means that her dad is not coming back and that, you know, maybe her dad will come back and that she doesn't have to work. So at this point, we still don't know who her dad is. Right. <laughs> so now we flash back to the 80s and Kate is working at the TV station and you can see that she's trying to get Johnny's attention and Johnny's just not all quite there and we did this kind of have is does happen in the book kate brings him lunch and there's this whole exchange about soup and everything <laughs> and how she's like a caretaker that actually happens on her like first day of work mm-hmm. and I, my, correct me if i'm wrong or maybe i just had the wrong vision i thought this tv station was going to be like super small like it three felt or that four way people in the book. In the book. Yeah. Here it's like, it looks like the radio station that we worked at. Yeah. You know, like hustle and bustle and people moving around. Yeah. It probably didn't look as cool in TV land to have a tiny little, you know, because they're like a syndicate of, of like the bigger yeah. station. And that didn't, it didn't feel that way in the series. Yeah. So, but at this point, Johnny compliments her on what a good job she's doing. And they do mention that Tully is actually out interviewing this random guy named Bill Gates <laughs> for Microsoft. And it's just going to be a dud story. So that was another one of those like, you know, nonfiction elements that I like that they added to it. Uh, but we find out at the point at this point that Johnny used to be a war correspondent. Um, and, 
but now he's back and has kind of just ended in this job. When And I thought what was interesting is, you know, she's like, this is just such a great job and this great station. He's like, look, this is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. You want to start here, but you don't want to end up here. And I'm like, how? There's so many jobs that are like that. Totally. Like, you know, you want, it's a great place to get your foot in the door, but don't stay too long. Yeah. Type thing. So not saying that's not where I am in life, but it could be where I am in life. (laughs) I didn't say it. You said it. (laughs) But who knows? I mean, I think there's a lot of people that can relate with that. So now we flash back to the 70s. And Tully is at, Tully and Kate are at, I guess, like the drugstore. Sure. Convenience store. And... Kate is there picking up cigarettes for her mom. And I love that because they let they just sold the cigarettes to her like it was nothing. It's the 70s, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wild West. And but they won't sell them to Tully because they don't know who Tully's mom is. But she ends up stealing a pack of cigarettes in in the um in the series at this point. That does not happen in the book. Nope. There's no like drugstore stealing of anyway. <laughs> like that's not how they bonded. Right. <laughs> like this because in the book or sorry, in the series, this kind of is their jumping off part of like their bonding. Yeah. Because Kate covers for Tully at this point. And Tully's like, oh, okay, she's she's chill. Right. And so at this point, while they're walking home, they run into a group of boys. And we meet Pat, who's just... I didn't like the kid that they had play Pat. He wasn't like... Pat's supposed to be the, the captain of the football team in high school. <laughs> and Pat looks like Tully could bench press him. <laughs> Like, he was just, like, kind of scrawny. Totally. Uh, but Tully ends up staying, staying behind to talk to him, and he invites her to a party. So now we flash back to the present, and Tully and Kate are getting ready for, or Kate is getting ready for uh, the school event that they have, the school PTA dance <laughs> thingy with no kids. And before this, Tully had said that she wasn't going to go because she had a, a movie premiere to go to with George Clooney. And she ends up... She ends up skipping it so she can go to this event what with Kate. What a good Kate. friend. And then I love how they switch dresses mm-hmm. because Kate's kind of in this like dowdy kind of black dress and Tully comes in in this glitter Yeah. and they end up swapping dresses and I thought it was really cute. Uh, but then we flash back to the 70s again and, and this is where Tully sees Kate's brother Sean kissing Robbie. Look, love is love. We support it here, but that doesn't happen in the book. No, like I said, like Sean's barely, Sean is so barely in the book that I don't, I can't tell you if he's gay or straight because we don't know anything about him. It's just so <laughs> Actually, bizarre. that's not true. That's not true. He's straight because later in, in, in the series, we do meet like his, or in the book, I think we get introduced to his wife or girlfriend or somebody. Yeah. So he's straight in the book. Well, and I'll mention it. Not only is Robbie a boy. Robbie is also African-American. Correct. And in the 70s, I mean, it's the 70s. Yep. So I, I don't know if they felt they needed to add that just to like add another layer of something that's relevant now. And I, I, I don't know. It was yeah. just, it was interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't mind, but I just didn't know why it needed to be added. Well, and I hope, I mean... I hope that means that we're going to get a little bit more of their situation, at least Sean's situation. Um, Cause don't introduce that if you're not going to really take no. it anywhere. And again, I am going to reiterate this. Love is love. We support it. Everyone, we're here for you, it. We're here for it. What I'm not here for is that I feel like in every TV show lately, 
I feel like they're trying to force something of that yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, in every angle. Not saying that it shouldn't be there. I'm totally here for it if it's there. But why force it in there just right. to have it there? Yeah, no, that's fair. So hopefully in what you're saying, hopefully if, if you're going to go there, let's go there. Yeah. Let's have that storyline blossom. Sure. If it doesn't, <laughs> leave it out. Right. But um, at this point, then Tully gets picked up uh, from Pat. To go to the party. Now we flash back to the 80s, which, man, I should I should have really lived in the 80s. I was born in 87. I feel like I did not get the 80s that I deserved. No? No. Don't you feel like I would have, like, thrived in the grunge? Yeah, probably. And in Seattle. Like, I feel like I could. <laughs> I really feel like I could have gone there. Anyways. Did you not thrive in your time frame? <sighs> I just, you know what I mean? Like. The 80s was like cool grunge. Then the 90s was kind of like, you know, funky. But I was also still like an awkward teenager in the 90s. <laughs> so like I really like grew up in like the early 2000s. Honestly, if I had to pick a decade where I really think that I would have thrived, it would have been in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like that's where I would have thrived. I, was, I wish I would have been like 16 to like 19 in the 80s mm-hmm. and then 19 to like... Almost to my 30s in the, in the 90s. 90s. Like, that would have been, like, I think great. Yeah. As long as I didn't get killed by a serial killer, because that was when they th- were thriving <laughs> as well. <laughs> Anyways, tangent. Uh, where are we? What decade are we in? Okay, grunge we're in the bar. 80s. We're, in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the grunge bar in Seattle, and it's Tully, Johnny, and Kate. And at this point, we see Tully and Johnny are dancing. Actually, this scene kind of gets intermixed with this present scene. Um, and the present scene is they are at the school dance. PTA thing. PTA thingy. <laughs> prom. And Kate ends up taking a taxi home from this party because she sees Tully dancing with Travis at the party, at the dance thingy. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this flashback moment of Tully doing the same thing with Johnny at this bar in the 80s. So she's like having PTSD. And so she leaves. She won't answer Tully's calls. And Tully doesn't know why. So Kate gets home from the PTA prom. And she finds the signed Planned Parenthood forms that Tully signed to get Mara birth control. So I was like, that's not good. That <laughs> Things is not are good. about to happen. Things are about to happen. And and my thing is, coming from Kate's point of view, if I was in her shoes, I wouldn't be mad about the birth control. I would be pissed if someone did that for my kid without telling me. Totally. Totally okay with it. Like, let's talk about it and protect yourself. But mm-hmm. like, don't do that for yeah. your kid. But that's very Tully very, style to is. like not yeah. mention anything. So... But at the very end of this episode, Johnny shows up at Tully's and she says, go home to Kate and your daughter. And I'm like, oh, God. OK, so Kate. So me trying to, like, figure out what's going on because I haven't finished the book figures out that Johnny is Mara's dad, which means he's married to Kate, but he's at Tully's. And then the very end of this episode is Johnny saying, I need you, Tully. So in my mind, not finishing the book, I'm like, oh my God, they're sleeping together, which I don't know if they are or not. Should I tell you? No, not yet. No. (laughs) This is fun. Maybe I shouldn't read any of the books. (laughs) No. (laughs) But that's how episode N1 ends. We will not 
make our decisions or voice our opinions about the book or the series or if it stayed true to the book Mm -hmm. um, until we are completely done. So nine more episodes to go. (laughs) All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, um, these the rest of these episodes will be on our Patreon. So in order to keep listening, you're going to have to sign up for Patreon. Um, we do have a couple of levels. The rom-com level gets you our regular episodes 24 hours ahead. And you also get access to our Karen reviews. The drama level, which is our $3 level, is the level that you're going to get these episodes at. So you're going to get everything I already mentioned. You'll get a sticker for joining. You'll get a shout out in a future episode. And you're also going to get access to all of the rest of the Firefly Lane episodes. Um, so all you have to do to sign up is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls. And think of it this way. I'm going to do this like, you know, they do on the TV show. Like mm-hmm. for the low price of only 10 cents a day. <laughs> You can get the rest of these episodes. Should I cue the Sarah McLaughlin right. music? I know. Can we go? Can we put your dog in a cage and like film some no. sad, some sad thing? But like for ten cents a day, you can listen to our Patreon. That's it. Ten yeah. cents a day. You it's can, only three dollars and change every month. Um, you can find that on the ground, literally, or in your couch cushions, wherever you keep your money. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and remember, don't judge a book by its movie, bye, or series. <laughs>